0: Today on We Here, food columnist Allison Roman is apologizing to Chrissy Teigen over her controversial comments. We'll break down their beef. We talked to the composer of the Tiger King parody musical, and we got some exclusive news about who's the latest star to get involved. And Christopher Maloney from Law & Order SVU is selling his famed mansion. And apparently it's haunted. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? Yeah. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin,
1: And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story.
1: Maggie, we have an amazing show today. As you were reading the lineup, I was getting excited. We've got everything from, you know, foodies to tigers to ghosts. I mean, what more could you want?
0: I mean, we contain multitudes, Ian.
1: Well, this story that blew up over the weekend, um, this Alison Roman story, which we'll talk about in a second, has has sort of crossed over from the foodie world to the, you know, Chrissy Teigen world where it's like on a much, you know, higher level. But speaking of food Maggie, you know we haven't talked about you've been, you had been making some amazing recipes in quarantine yourself. You could even be a food influencer. I feel like remember you were whipping up your amazing hummus recipes. You were doing all these things that I was very envious of. So has that continued? Are you still uh, creating new things in the kitchen?
0: It ebbs and flows. I would like to create a meal that. I don't cook myself. I am so tired of cooking. (laughs) Ian, I am like on my last legs here. Last week I went to the grocery store. There was no arugula. And I swear to you, I I like started to weep. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I am tired of making all of my meals. I just want to go to a restaurant, sit down, and have a meal.
1: And what about like, do you take out food though? Are you, can you, do you do that? Do you get delivery? I mean,
0: I've started doing it. Yeah. I've done a little delivery, I've done some pickup. I mean, It's great because, I mean, I'm an okay cook, but restaurant food, man, that butter, that oil, that sugar, I need that back in my life.
1: I know. I actually, over the weekend, found myself, I was left to my own devices for a meal, and I'm usually, um, you know, I'm never alone anymore, Maggie, ever. (laughs) So I took the opportunity, I like skulked off to a pizza parlor, and I got- a large pie and a sausage roll, and I brought it home and ate them over the sink by myself.
0: Oh, so good. Last (laughs) night I made fish tacos and that was pretty good, but pizza is really my true north. You know, I would just like a very greasy slice
1: right now. Over the sink. But I need some charcoal so I can start grilling again because otherwise I'm just like, you know, totally talentless in the kitchen. Mm. Unless I'm eating takeout over the sink. I keep saying that. I know it's like not a pretty picture, but I, I don't know. It's the truth. Well, <laughs> Exactly. S-
0: speaking of grilling, Alison Roman had some choice words for Chrissy Teigen a couple of days ago. Yeah, Did you so read thi- this
1: new interview? Yeah, well, this story um, has blown up online. I mean, it's like trending and Page Six has had some great reporting on it um, by... Leah Bitsky of paid Um, But I have to admit, I had a vague notion of who Alison Roman even was before all of this. I guess I kind of knew that she was a food writer of some sort. But mm-hmm. can you break it down for those of us who, you know, eat our meals over the sink and are not, um, <laughs> you know, not gourmet uh, chefs like you are. Like who is Alison Roman and what the hell happened with this Chrissy Teigen beef?
0: Okay. I'm going to give you the Alison Roman Cliffs Notes. She's a columnist for the New York Times food section and she also writes for Bon Appetit. She's become a little bit of like a social media darling because her approach to cooking is very casual. She's kind of advocated for things that aren't so glamorous, like anchovies, like tin fish, you know? um but she has two cookbooks out called Dining In and Nothing Fancy and they were huge hits. People I would say my age and maybe a little bit younger tend to always be cooking her recipes. She had a cookie recipe that kind of blended shortbread and chocolate chips and it was dubbed the cookie. There was a big backlash to that like is this even really a cookie? Like this woman was basically defending her recipes a few years ago when she first came around. She has something called shallot pasta, which apparently everyone's been making in quarantine. And she's said that people are using it to get laid, which I think is interesting. <laughs> huh.
1: But now she's found herself in a controversy that's really crossed over um, from the esoteric ingredients to a war on Twitter with, I'd say Chrissy Teigen is, besides Fitty Cent, is the biggest celebrity Twitter troll out there. So if you're going to go for somebody, it's like that thing in the movies when they say like, you know, if you go to jail the first day, you got to find the biggest guy and punch him in the mouth. You know, it's like Uh she really went for it in this first celebrity Twitter feud. So what happened? Like, how did Alison Roman and her anchovies and her shortbread get mixed up with, Chrissy Teigen, the Sports Illustrated supermodel, wife of John Legend, entrepreneur, social media superstar.
0: Mm -hmm. So Alison Roman gave an interview that came out a few days ago to The New Consumer, and she talks about Chrissy's kind of trajectory as you know as you said before like Chrissy was a model but now she has two cookbooks out that are really successful she has a food site called cravings where she shares recipes and like a lot of Chrissy Teigen's social media is her cooking you know she might be a model she might be a mom she's married to John Legend but people know that she can really throw down in the kitchen so Alison Roman says in this interview what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me She had a successful cookbook, and then it was like, boom, line at Target, boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me, and it's not something I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But then she says, but like who's laughing now because she's making a lot of effing money? So I don't know. It seemed kind of like uh, fighting words.
1: Right, especially to Chrissy Teigen. Because the other thing is, I think sometimes you make these comments. And as you mentioned, it was in an outlet called The New Consumer, which admittedly I was unfamiliar with before this. You might as well. be an
0: old consumer, Ian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, what did Chrissy Teigen say about this?
0: So, Chrissy Teigen might have gotten wind of this on page six because she tweeted our article. And she wrote, this is a huge bummer and hit me hard. I have made her recipes for years now, bought the cookbooks, supported her on social, and praised her in interviews. I even signed on to executive produce the very show she talks about doing in this article. I genuinely loved everything about Allison, was jealous she got to do a book with food on the cover instead of a face. I've made countless New York Times recipes she's created posting along the way. There are many days I cry very hard because Cravings, the site, is our baby we love to pump content onto. We do this work ourselves, and there is no monetary gain yet. It is just work, 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 and the reward is you liking it. So to be called a sellout, ho, it hurts. Hmm. Then, in closing, she said, anyhow, now that that's out there, I guess we should probably unfollow each other now, at Allison E. Roman.
1: Oh, wow. A Twitter as they breakup. Say,
0: as they say in the cooking world, spicy.
1: Very spicy. And so, the now Chrissy Teigen wasn't the only person that Allison Roman went after or, you know, criticized in this mm-hmm. interview, right? She also sort of slammed Marie Kondo, the right. famed uh organizer is that what she is organizing organizing consultant
0: consultant.
1: (laughs) who who basically was kind of a also i think was known in kind of certain circles and had a book about about organizing that was popular but it was sort of within a certain bubble-ish kind of npr world i think but then Marie Kondo ended up getting a Netflix show, which sort of brought her to a whole new audience. And then I didn't know this, but according to Alison Roman, Marie Kondo then came out with her own line of products, right? And Alison Roman is now slamming her for those products? Right. So basically Marie Marie Kondo's whole approach
0: to organizing and tidying, as she calls it, is to get rid of things that don't bring you joy. So when she first came out with this book all about tidying, a lot of people got rid of a lot of stuff she felt like you could do more with less. So Alison Roman said, the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame, basically she's saying it completely goes against anything she's ever taught you because this woman's whole ethos was get rid of your stuff. And then she says, I'm like, damn, bitch, you effing just sold out immediately. Someone's like, you should make stuff. And she's like, okay, slap my name on it. I don't give a shit.
1: Now I guess Alison Roman has said, Initially, like, I want to clarify, I am not coming for anyone who's successful, especially not women. I was trying to clarify that my business model does not include a product line, which work very well for some, but I don't see working for me. And then she took it one step further, right? Saying to Chrissy Teigen that I sent an email, but also wanted to say here that I'm genuinely sorry I caused you pain with what I said. I shouldn't have used you slash your business or Marie's as an example to show what I wanted for my own career.
0: She shouldn't have.
1: Then she said, <laughs> it, it It was flippant, careless, and I'm so sorry. Yes. But you that's what you think? You think that it was flippant and careless and she shouldn't have called out Chrissy Teigen or Marie Kondo?
0: You know, I mean, I think there's a way that Alison Roman could have gotten her point across without sounding so dismissive of the brands that these two women have created. You know, it's not easy to get a line in Target. It's not easy to get your own products made with your namesake on it, especially for Marie Kondo, who, like, is not a huge name in the United States. You know, this woman works with a translator. She doesn't speak English fluently. And for Allison Roman to kind of take a swipe at someone who has seemingly worked very hard to build her business, I think it takes away from the success that Allison has had.
1: It's a good point. I think – see, initially I thought I was kind of – relieved. I, I kind of liked the comments initially because I thought, you know, I like it when someone says something in an interview and actually is opinionated and doesn't hold back because – Obviously, we read so many interviews with celebrities uh, and influencers, and etc. And people are so guarded. And they say this kind of really fluffy PR stuff. And you're just like, "Uh, whatever, you know. So initially, I sort of thought, hey, like, at least someone is saying something. I always like that, like, this is her actual opinion. But as I said, I wasn't super familiar with her work. So the only thing about it that I think is hypocritical is it's not like she's some old guard foodie person, for example, like a Florence fabricant of the New York Times or like, you know, Gail Green from New York Magazine, um, who's been around forever. It seems to me that Alison Roman, she kind of traffics in some of the same types of things that Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo do. It's just that like, she's kind of a cool hipster, you know, New York Times writer. So she does things that work for her, but she has appeared in ads. So she's like, she doesn't have Mm -hmm. a product line as she said, but it's like, she's apparently appeared in ads for like J Crew and like Madewell. So it's like, I could see Mm -hmm. like another foodie saying like, well, what does that have to do with, you know, that's like modeling or whatever it is, you know, what does that have to do with food? Like, I would never do that. I only do, you know, recipes or whatever. Is there that big a difference between the two? I don't know. It's all pretty like corporate, like you're doing it for money.
0: Right. I mean, Alison Roman is recipes that come with red lipstick and gold hoop earrings. And Chrissy Teigen is recipes that people who have children are making. That's what it feels like. It's like a new garden and old garden.
1: So today on the podcast, we're really excited to welcome Andrew Lippa, the Tony-nominated composer Whose shows include The Addams Family on Broadway as well as The Wild Party. Andrew, you've been creating a Tiger King parody musical that you've started while we've all been in isolation and you've even gotten Kristen Chenoweth and now Frankie Grande and some others lined up who've done videos for these songs that you've been doing and it's a brilliant idea how did this all begin when I saw Tiger King on Netflix
2: it really just unlocked the beast within <laughs> Dare I say it that way Um, I was, it just, I took to Twitter and I never do this. I don't, I don't have this huge Twitter presence. I'm not a big social media guy. And I started writing in this other voice, like, and started calling everybody my tiger cubs and, and telling them I was going to write a musical and this is what had to happen. And Broadway world, a website, they picked up my tweets and they said that I was having a good time and they're making some funny lines. And then I got a call from my friend, Kurt Deutsch, who Owns Ghostlight Records and produces musicals and he said, Should we do this as a musical? And I'm like, no, we shouldn't do this as a musical. Uh but uh I started writing songs and then Kristen, I called Kristen, I'm like, Do you would you would you sing my little song? And she's like, Lippa of yes. Little pieces, little pieces. She's just as bored as the rest of us. So she did it, made this video over a quarter of a million people have seen it on various platforms. And then Frankie Grande contacted me and said, would I write one for him? So I wrote a song called husband number two. People are legitimately calling me and saying, I want to be involved or, could you write a song for this character? And, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to break any news here. Maybe we should break some news here. That would be so exciting. Um, I'm oh, I'm just going to do it. My friend Why not? my friend Richard Kind wants to sing uh in wants to be part of this. So uh, I might be writing a song for the great uh, actor Richard Kind. That's amazing. So does has Richard Kind expressed which character? Okay, well, I'm just going to expose it all here. You heard it here first, folks. Um, so yes, I'm going to write a song for Howard Carol Baskin's husband. And, <gasps> amazing. Um, yes, 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 yes. I'm very excited about this. And then you know, you know what's curious is I've not written a song. For Joe, I think he's sort of the Mount Everest of characters in this story, and uh, I'm scaling him uh, later. I think what I really want is Jared Leto. So if Jared, mm. if Jared's listening, I want you to play Joe Exotic in my musical. Perfect. So they're, they're, that's why I'm on this program just to get that out there.
1: And Kristen Chenoweth in the video, which is hilarious, she's at home and she plays carol baskin right and she's singing about allegedly chopping up her <laughs> husband into little pieces the song's called little pieces and she's putting like ch- chicken parts in a blender and at one point she she has like a a beanie baby or something and and jumps in like a a dog or a cage that she just happens to have at home so did she just come up with the concept of that video herself, or were you, how did you pull that off?
2: Uh, well, because she's brilliant, so that's it's easy when you're working with Kristen. Um, I had the concept for the song, and I realized that the song uh, wanted to be called little pieces. And I'm going to say multiple times, as you guys have said, this is a parody Mm exclamation point. And, uh, we're just having a goof here. Uh, and I had this notion that, you know, there was all this talk, even, you know, Carol talks about it in the, in the documentary of that. She was, uh, you know, allegedly, uh, fed her husband to the tigers to uh, get rid of any proof of uh, wrongdoing. And I thought, well, she chopped them up into little pieces. That's, that's the, that's the notion. And I thought, well, how else, what would you sing about? How would you get to that in a song? So I thought, well, she feeds the animals little pieces because that, that way you can, that's how you do it with dogs. You know, you give them a little, <laughs> little bit at a time and that's how you keep <laughs> dogs. That's how you train a dog. You give them little pieces. And then they learn to depend on you and then you give them little bits at a time. Time. So I thought, well, that's what she does. She feeds the tigers little pieces, and that's how she, um, you know, relates to the tigers. And then I thought, well, her heart was broken in little pieces, and mm. and who broke her heart in little pieces? I'm like, oh, her that rotten husband who was running around on her. And so she has this realization in the song that, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to do the deed and chop him up into little pieces. And then my favorite part of the song is when she goes, uh, when they ask me if I did the deed or not, I will tell them and the truth will come out in little pieces. And of course, what I'm referring to is poop as much as the truth. And <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a what they call a double entendre in the business. And so I had this whole notion and I, I took it to Christy and she said, Oh my God, I want to do it. I played her the first part of the song. She's like, finish it. And then, when it was a whole song, we started talking about the video, and her boyfriend Josh was uh, is also at home with her uh, in her apartment, <laughs> and so he acted as the DP and, and director and they uh, she does happen to have a dog kennel in her apartment, and of mm. course, because she is she'll go for comedy wherever she can find it, she realized she had to you know put herself in the cage at the end and it's
1: just gold so do you think do you think this will ever come to the stage i mean are you imagining this as becoming a real production uh well we'll have
2: to just leave that as a mystery won't we um but uh i can't predict the future any more than you guys can but uh I, i don't i don't know like the answer is i don't know i haven't approached it in any kind of uh practical way you know it sounds a little granola-ish to say you know well it will tell me what it wants but um but it will and and i'll find out soon enough whether or not it's something that you know is a
1: full production of something Mm. see i'm already getting ahead of myself i while you were talking i was imagining like the audiences if there ever is live theater again you know, showing up and like wearing the costumes and seeing this thing like, you know, ten times and then they have like their own name for whatever the fans are. You know, every show has some name. Tiger their- cub, hello.
2: I've already done that.
1: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you're you're one step
2: ahead at least. Oh my god, Ian, Ian, you're I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna dub you a tiger cub. You're
0: a dubbed cub. I am, I'm already I'm there. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us about this. And I truly cannot wait to see the next video.
2: Thank you guys so much for talking to me.
0: Christopher Maloney, AKA Elliot Stabler on Law & Order SVU, is selling his historic Hollywood Hills home. The house has just been listed for 6.5 million.
1: Yeah, manky, uh, The house is up for sale. It's in the Hollywood Hills. And um, there are a couple interesting things about this house. One is it's been the location for some famous TV shows like The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, which was a big 1950s series. And it was also Ari Gold's house on Entourage. But one thing that caught my eye about this property that might not be in the listing is that it's also allegedly haunted.
0: Oh, no. Quarantining with
1: ghosts? quarantining with actually you might want to buy a house with a ghost these days. You, the price might go up because at least you have some company and they're not going to have coronavirus.
0: Wait, do we know what kind of ghosts these are? Like, yes. What so,
1: so basically what happened, Maggie was that Ozzie and Harriet Nelson lived in this house and it was the set of their show, but it was also their actual home in the 1950s and sixties. And, um, in nineteen seventy-five, Ozzie Nelson, the radio and TV star, apparently died in the master bedroom of the house. Do you mm-hmm. see how I'm kind of going into a bit of a spookier tone? I feel
0: like we're around a campfire. Yeah,
1: exactly. And telling
0: a spooky story.
1: So back so the house is up for sale, but back in 2013, the LA Times had reported that a Beverly Hills real estate agent who had sold the home three times since Ozzie Nelson's death to three different owners, had been told by all of the subsequent owners that they had seen some suspicious paranormal activity in the house, Maggie. So some of the things that have happened there, according to the LA Times, were that Ozzie Nelson's model train, which runs on a track near the ceiling in the pub room and has been passed down from owner to owner, sometimes starts running in the middle of the night. According to the report, doors that are locked, unlock, and open, covers have flown off sleeping guests.
0: Oh my god, that's so scary.
1: There's also been rose-scented perfume sometimes wafting through a room with no explanation. <sighs> and that all sounds kind of like Scooby-Doo to me, like it's like kind of fun. But this is the one that <laughs> caught my attention where I would be like, this is a little more The Shining than Scooby-Doo, uh-huh. according to th- this report. A child saw children playing in the yard and asked to join them when there was no one outside.
0: Nope, nope. None of this is Scooby-Doo to me. This is scary stuff. And good luck selling it. <laughs>
1: so apparently, yeah, there there was a uh, one buyer, according to this report, once had a paranormal investigator come in to check it out. And uh, and the paranormal investigator said that it was indeed haunted. But the thing about it is, you know, it's in the Hollywood Hills. Built in 1916, 5,300 square feet of living space, five bedrooms. So, you know, there's a lot of room to, uh, <laughs> you can move to another bedroom if your sheets fly off in the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> um, wow, that's frightening. And yet a piece of me is intrigued because I'm not seeing that many people because of quarantine. So it could be a fun activity.
1: Totally. It would be great. It's like something to do in the night. And you know, Christopher Maloney seems like a pretty tough guy, and he and his wife have lived there apparently for a few years. So we'll keep you posted on who buys it next.
0: Maybe the ghosts are afraid of Maloney.
1: Oh, that's true. He was on Oz, he was very scary on Oz, and he's ripped.
0: Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Let us know if there are any celebrities you'd like us to cover. You can email us at podcasts at nypost.com To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.